Hello, and welcome to another episode of Angelic You podcast with myself, Maria Paith. Ah, It's good to be here. We are going to be talking about shifts between conscious states. So a little bit of brain research information, a little bit of metaphysics, a little bit of um, the mind and the self and the soul. So kind of deep subject, but I fell into some information this week that really kind of captured my interest. And I thought I would share it with you because there are some ponderings, of course, that I felt that um, Angelic You people would enjoy. So um, neuroscientist, and I'm going to probably massacre this name, but Z-I-R-U-I. So Zuri Han Hung. So H-U-A-N-G. Zuri Hung of the Center of Conscious Science from the University of Michigan suggests the ability to shift and balance between awareness of the environment and awareness of the self may be a defining feature of consciousness. Another reference in the same article suggests a dancing dynamic of conscious activity exists, again, between the brain and our conscious awareness. So, and this um, article that kind of piqued my interest is in scientificamerica.com slash article slash constant shifts between mental states mark a signature of consciousness. So that is the um, article that I was reading. So they speak in this article about um, how, again, first it's about the brain strengthening, uh, you know, the synaptic the synaptic reactions that create memory, that when we are doing an activity, when we are, you know, processing through a learning experience, we, that it requires millions of neurons in various regions of the brains to link and coordinate all the whole total experience, emotions, sights, sounds, smells, events. And it seems that because learning is this multi-dimensional experience that, you know, all of our cellular systems orchestrate this transmission. And it seems again, like a no brainer, you're going, yes, Maria, I know that how I learn things is through repetition, how we learn things is through experience and how we learn things is sometimes by, you know, constant re um, wrote opportunities to re 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 everything, <laughs> review, re re react, remember. Um, these are very general processes of learning. And then Going on, research proves that learning changes the structure of the brain, increasing gray matter, and also 
this part is new, the birth of new neurons, and then also non-neural cells called glia. So I thought that was very interesting and exciting that the um, we have learned or we have heard of the you know increasing gray matter, but the birth of the new neurons and the neural cells called glia is somewhat new. And again, um, that can be found um, in this very beautiful article that I that I discovered online, the scientificamerica.com article, Constant Shifts Between Mental States Mark a Signature of Consciousness. Now, why are we probing consciousness? And to me, you know, consciousness is... Um, a very interesting topic because you can't define it as the brain. You can't define it as mind. You cannot define it as, you know, a, a concrete measure. It is an awareness, a totality of everything that we do with our mind. And having been a former teacher, I'm always interested in like how we can improve our mind, how we can improve brain development. And, you know, just the, the basic um, way that we may be able to incorporate new learning and new opportunities. I've always been a proponent of, um, you know, visual stimulation to increase the, the knowledge um, base and experience of students. So like really showing students um, actually may be moving or feeling um, the, you know, the learning that we needed to, again, either experience or understand. Um, and, you know, rather than just mental processes. And so that's why I find, you know, field trips are so wonderful. And, um, you know, touching and, and feeling and actually doing things by hand are so, you know, wonderful and speaking about it with other people and the experiences of things. And again, now in my later adult years, I love um, retreats because I have explored the world in this way and it continues to expand the consciousness of the mind and the body and the soul. Again, all topics that we're going to just touch on today. So I'm looking for the bridge between science and philosophy. I am believing that, you know, we are first a science experiment where this beautiful human, and then we have these incredible brains that help us to philosophize. And so to me, that is the metaphysical mind that, you know, we probe beyond the biology of of the physical into philosophical thoughts. And that is actually another avenue or another resource that I came to. It's called The Physical Mind, Probing the Biology of Philosophical Thought by Dr. Andrew B. Newberg. And in that book, I it's a very defined, a very well-defined um, terminology. And I found it to be... Uh, again, the bridge that he speaks of, the, the biology of the physical and the philosophical, which is just exactly what we human beings are. We are already this bridge. And then I jumped to the idea of, you know, the soul, because we have these brains and minds that think and, 
and feel. And um, then we go in, you know, the soul is our connection to the source. The soul is our connection to our angels. The soul is the connection to the metaphysical beyond the physical. And so that to me is exciting. So this is the bridge that I want to make in this podcast that we need of obviously conscious thought and um, brain process, but that our brains uh, are equipped for us to understand the beyond, which is why we can all con connect and communicate with the spiritual. And we just have to improve the structures of our brain and continue to exercise them to access the awareness of the beyond. Um, and the beyond is beyond physical. So beyond physical does include um, ideas that we have and the concepts that exist of, you know, beyond mortality, even the idea of mortality, what is that? Um, truth, universal truths, truths um, that are existence, what is our existence? Why are we here? What is this about? The reality and beyond reality and the nature of simply being. So that's huge when it comes to metaphysics and somewhat the definition of metaphysics. So how do we unify the brain, you know, and the mind and, and what is that about? And again, um, you know, Dr. Newberg speaks of an idea Idea that concepts of the metaphysical nature, mortality, free will, human existence, and I added the galactic existence source that all actually exist in external functions of the human brain and mind. So, yes, this makes sense that, you know, these concepts are beyond the actual functions of the human brain. And I'm going to emphasize brain here because I believe that mind is something else. Um, and we often use these terms interchangeably and there isn't anything wrong with that. But for the purpose of the podcast today and just keeping it a little simple, the brain processes ideas and concepts that are concrete and our mind and our consciousness can concept and access, again, the philosophy of mortality and, and free will and, you know, what is human existence anyways and, and the beyond the, gal the galactic experience that we have, the um, idea of, of source energy, the concepts of existing, again, beyond the physical. So, when I think about these things, I'm asking you, do you believe or do you think that metaphysics requires a higher, more universal mind in order for us to access the metaphysics, the, again, for us to access? And I feel like we can, what is access? Is access the philosophizing, the, you know, talking about, you know, mortality and immortality, the idea of of free will, again, of, you know, why humans are here, the idea of God, does this require, you know, a universal mind? And my feeling is that we 
we access the universal mind without realizing it when we introduce concepts of source of God, when we introduce concepts of angels, when we talk about, you know, mortality and we talk about existence, we're already accessing the metaphysics. We're already accessing the universal mind. Do we access and receive answers? That is hard to prove at this time, but so often in the process of doing angel readings, concrete information comes that I am not aware of for the other person. Concrete um, evidence, you know, shows up and is presented. Um, I'm thinking of the most, one of the most recent readings I did, this um, lovely young lady really wanted to connect with her best friend. And she said, there, you know, are some things that I'm hoping will come through that will help me to know that she's truly here. And of course, we, you know, had a very powerful reading, and and I definitely felt the presence of her friend in, in um, my office. But um, she was looking for something specific, and it was actually after the reading um, had been closed. We I said a prayer, and then I was talking about this book that I had ordered for uh, my niece called "The Girl Who Drank the Moon," and. Um, she looked at me and was like, what did you say? I said, oh, this book that I ordered for my niece for her birthday called The Girl Who Drank the Moon. It won a Newbery Award, and it's really um, kind of this, you know, kind of a, a female Harry Potter idea. It's really kind of fun. And, and she goes, the moon, that was my friend's symbol for everything. And so it came after the reading, but again, an access of something that I didn't know. Was it after the reading or, of course, part of the reading because here this person is wanting to have um, a more concrete evidential piece arise and it arises during our exchange. And I believe that that is, you know, an access of the higher universal mind, the higher universe, period and we can access. So my answer is, does metaphysics require higher, more universal access of mind? And I believe that it requires us to flow. It requires for us to allow those, you know, moments of inspiration to come through us and to be available to us. Why did I choose this topic today? Because I'm flipping through some articles and I see this information about the the mind, the brain, and um, and and that I'm putting together the idea of consciousness and the soul, and I'm like excited about it, and it's flow. So I know that somebody needs to hear this. I know that this is the avenue that um, I have chosen to share knowledge and information and expand your minds. And so I know that someone needs to hear that. Does metaphysics require a higher, more universal access of mind? And I believe the answer is yes. And simply being and being aware and allowing our incredible minds to access more than is just right in front of us. That it doesn't have to be the concrete, that it is the meta, the beyond the physical. So how can we access and upgrade, you know, a grander meta concepts? And so in asking this question, I was led to more information. So Aristotle believed that human thoughts and feeling arose from the heart. 
And the Heart Institute of today says the same thing, that thoughts and feelings, not the process of thinking, but thoughts and feelings arise from the heart. And we know that the heart also is like a mini brain, according to the the um, Institute of Heart Math and the heart research that they have done, that the heart is able to actually send out, um, you know, strong vibrational signals and um, bring healing and warmth and companionship and compassion to others farther than the brain can um, in terms of vibration. So it's very powerful information. You can look into heart math if you're kind of into that. The focus of today is about metaphysics, mind and the brain. So I'm not going to get into all the heart math, but that could be another topic that we explore another podcast. So, and then in coupling this idea of accessing or up, upgrading to a grander meta, to a grander um, awareness of, of our consciousness, the Buddhist and the Hindu teach the relationship between the heart and the brain as a consciousness and an awareness a form of energy that embodies the universe. And that feels very in alignment with me. I'm not sure about you, know, you but, I, but I'm thinking the relationship between heart and brain makes sense as a consciousness, like as its own energy and an awareness, a form of energy that embodies the universe. And so to me, that sounds a lot like what um, us Westerners call, you know, God and source. I think we're all talking about the same thing, a form of energy that embodies the universe. And to me, again, it, re it reinforces the idea of the oneness that we are connected on this energy level. And then we have the ability to access the vastness of universal consciousness. I believe that that aspect that encompasses all of reality and be beyond that that this is this is in fact another teaching of of the um, of of the Buddhist and the Hindu that we have the ability to access the vastness of universal consciousness that encompasses all of reality and beyond and the ability to access is defined as like how how do we access what is this vastness and if we go back to it's a form of energy that embodies the universe we have the ability to connect and to me this is what soul is about it's that bridge between the brain the physical and then the mind that processes and is conscious and then soul which is the access, the access point. So let's define mind for a moment. Mind are thoughts, feelings, and experiences that are less tangible. So in our brain, we have, we feel, um, we touch, we see, we know, we quantify. In our mind, we have thoughts that are expanded from the the actual process of thinking, thoughts and feelings and experiences that are less tangible. The mind arises from the function of the brain, the function, again, cognitive functions. And so that's my definition today for you of brain, 
being the cognitive function, the processor, and then the mind being the process of thoughts, feelings, experiences, and the less tangible. So then we talk about consciousness. And consciousness is anything we are aware of at any moment of time and space and beyond, including spirit. It includes the awareness of self. It includes the experiences you're having now and the experiences that could be happening in a subconscious place. And one of the best ways to access higher awareness, and you've heard me say this over and over again, is through a meditation, a reflection, a time in nature, a space where you allow for space and for being, and simply, again, pure consciousness, instead of engaging our busy brains, it is a time out. And that can lead us to soul awareness beyond the physical bounds of the body and one with the universal concepts and elements in all of nature in the world. So the soul is a bridge from the physical and the spiritual, the bridge that we know can access the greatest um, expansiveness of reality and beyond reality, soul as a bridge. To, from the physical self and the spiritual. And the soul needs nurturing. And our soul can be nurtured through meditation, prayer, a beautiful activity where you are just involved in perhaps, you know, walking in nature or doing um, a very focused kind of act, um, activity of the body, such as yoga or running and and it's typically not done with another person or an exchange because you're asked you are trying to access a higher state of awareness and we can go into those higher states um, again dancing movement of any kind quiet meditation quiet reflection prayerful reflection um, and you know activities again that may involve you just being kind of in this space in this moment um, a focus and not necessarily processing the brain activities so that's my wild adventure from one article to a book to, um, you know, just kind of piecing things together. And how does that bring us back to angels and, and, and God and the idea of, of um, being this amazing person? And to me, it's like, we're the full package. And we have this experience here on earth and we have beyond experiences. And when we do wonderful, magical, amazing things like we just know what we know and we get a gut instinct about something that is the access of states of higher awareness and pure consciousness and soul, your God source touching you and saying, do this, my beautiful, my beautiful creation, do this, my beautiful son and daughter. And not really actually telling us like do this, but, but know this. This is the way to more joy and happiness. And so access your soul, access the bridge, access your higher awareness. 
Um, I'm looking forward to doing a special meditation with Angelic University members tomorrow through Zoom. And I wish that some of you that are not part of Angelic University will join us and become at least a, do a trial, you know, a few months, a month or two to see if you enjoy um, more as we get deeper into the consciousness of your angels, the awareness of self, the beyondness, the source, and again, greater concepts of the galactic universe. In your in in the in your name, Lord, we are grateful for this time. I thank you for joining me and Angelic University podcast today. And I pray you have an amazing weekend. God bless you, keep you safe and full of full of vim and vinegar, <laughs> vim and pepper, angelic light. And thank you again. Be well. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Angelic University podcast with Maria Pate. I want to welcome you to our Angelic University community, where you can dive in with the angels on a deeper level to really work to your soul's missions. Please find options at patreon.com slash Maria Paith. That's patreon.com slash Maria Paith, M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H. I'll see you inside Angelic University. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.